views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio. Um, And for those of you that have been taking a sneak peek at TransformationRadio.fm, thank you so much. Um, You know, today I I get to talk to my friend, my colleague, Dr. Dan Cohen, um, for a lot of reasons. And and I'm going to tell you just a few of them. Right now, it is exciting to be able to speak with someone about the use of technology but technology to, to help us awaken. Now, you're probably thinking, what is she talking about right here? Well, I'm going to tell you this. By the end of today's show, hopefully you will have information that will easily, handily convince you that you can use some tools to awaken that are so state-of-the-art, but yet, so old in what they do, ancient in their, you know, our origins, so to speak. Today, Dr. Dan Cohen's joining me here today, somebody that is not just about taking a message out into the world uh, so that, you know, many of us can hear him speak, but to take a message out in the world so that we can learn how to change our lives, so that we can learn how to heal. So that we can learn that there are so many things in life that we are so clearly meant to do. And without getting some relief from the bondage of our own selves, our own egos, very few of them get done. And you've heard he and I talk before about his journey. A neurologist by training, much of his career been spent in business. But what happens when you get tapped on the shoulder? about something, uh, let's just say, something that may be a calling for you, something that may take you and put you on a purpose. Well, as a co-founder, co-founder of a company, CNS Inc., Origins in uh, Neurodiagnostic Devices, by the way, brainwave monitors to, to be exact, and sleep disorder diagnostics. Today, we now know that people are walking this planet not sleeping. We know the consequences of that and much more. But beyond all of that, what does our current state of affairs do to our absolute pathway to higher consciousness and awakening? Today's show is about that. The use of technology to induce sleep, to to induce deep states of meditation and prayer. Of course, why not? 
So today we're going to take a journey into what doctors and psychologists and spiritual teachers have all advocated around meditation or prayer. But why is this so difficult for most people? Why is this something that has to be such agonizing even to talk about it? I don't know how many of you walk into a room and you say the word meditation, everybody rolls their eyes. But I want to tell you there's something that I'm so eager to share about today's show and about my own personal experience. Dr. Dan Cohen's joining me here today. Lots to chat about. Dr. Dan, welcome to the show. Great topic. Thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, Pat. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, let's take a look at the first comment that I said. Um, and that was, you say that, I don't know, maybe it's just the people that I hang out with, but you say the word meditation and, and most of it, you can almost clear a room. Uh, by saying that sometimes, because people You're will right. tell you over and over again, man, Dr. Dan, I have tried. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. Does it have to be this painful? What is going on with that where some people can absolutely jump into it and most of us not? Well, I think for so many people, particularly in our culture, where when you think about a typical day and how we live, most of us are thinking an awful lot. And, and I believe that when most people think about meditation, they say, okay, to be good at meditation, I have to stop thinking. Mm. But yet, they spend most of their day thinking. And so right away, there's a struggle and meditation becomes something of the the brain slash mind as opposed to what meditation can truly be. And that is a spiritual practice. And I think, I think that's the nugget that we have to focus on to really understand what meditation, particularly deep meditation is. Well, you know, when we're talking about deep meditation, you know, what exactly does that state imply I mean, when we say deep meditation, there's a reason that this has been talked about for thousands and thousands of years, right? Yes. And yet in yes. the modern times we live in, you know, people are kind of want to have like a little excuse here about, well, we don't live in those times anymore. It can't possibly, you know, have anything to do with anything. Um, clarify this for us. Okay. You know, let, let, me, let me bring up some phrases. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about these phrases. Like yeah. One phrase would be, instead of thinking, let's talk about a state of being, okay? And then what, what does it mean, being? What does being mean? And I would use another word there that means presence. So what is the presence that is trying to be? In other words, what is trying to manifest? within and throughout us. And I would suggest that when we really look at deep meditative practices that are spiritual practices, what we're really trying to do is manifest throughout us what we truly are as spiritual beings. And, and I think that when you start looking at it that way, it takes on a different meaning. Yeah. You know, I, I think that we have heard now more times than not right now 
in the context of the worlds we live in, we're hearing things, Dr. Dan, like spiritually bankrupt, or we're hearing things like we feel so disconnected, or maybe not even that direct, but I just don't know what my purpose is. I don't know if life has meaning for me. I can't find it. I've lost it. Where did, where did spirit, where did God go anyway, by the way? I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. and this is really, if people are not talking out in the open about it, there are many, many people that are sensing it and feeling it. Um, how does meditation strengthen our connection uh, to the divine, to source energy? Okay. I, I think it's really important at this juncture, we think about brain and mind, especially mm-hmm. the mind that comes mm-hmm. from the brain, which is, as you know, I would say is more egoic in nature, <laughs> yeah. it's more our conditioning. And so let's look at brain slash ego, and then let's look at the physical body, the rest of the body. And when you think about spiritual presence, when you think about the divine, and, and again, we'll have to dip into how each of us self-identifies in terms of what are we, it's not about having that which we truly are being in our head. It's about that which we truly are being throughout all of us, including Mm -hmm. our body. This is something that is fully experienced in the body and mind, not just in the head. And so right away, the whole spiritual practice of deep meditation is one that is full body. And therefore, I think it's important for us to think about how we experience that, particularly in our ability to feel. Mm-hmm. What are we feeling during this practice, as opposed to this, the present day focus is on mindfulness and clearing my head so that I'm not thinking. I would say, forget about all that. Let's go to the body and let's see what we feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is so interesting that we're talking about this because, you know, we live in a society where feeling is not at the top of our list. And yet every day we're finding more and more reasons for us to get really jiggy with our emotions about what we're feeling. And there's lots of reasons why. And today's show is really to open up a door for all of that, to see what is it about our lives, what is it about what we can connect with that can be learned through an incredible technology. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Dan's going to take us on a journey. We're going to take a look at what is this technology and, you know, what is the scientific community, what have they documented regarding these kinds of things and practices? What do we now know? about how important it is to deepen these states of consciousness. Uh, By the way, let me add, without medication. So this is meditation without medication. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, 
What am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic the new era of financial planning is upon us where it is just as important to focus on your inner wealth game as it is your outer wealth game. Would you like to be in the forefront of this new groundbreaking financial movement? Lynn Brown, award-winning financial planner, energy coach, and international radio host, will share real, actionable money wisdom infused with empowering tips, fear-busting exercises, and money-growing magnetism. Are you ready to create your fully financially healthy life? Join Lynn for this free two-hour full-spectrum financial planning workshop in Bellevue, Washington on January 12th from 6 to 8 p.m. Register by January 5th as space is limited and will fill up fast. Call in today at 425-372-4749. That's 425-372-4749. Light food and beverages will be included. See you there. all dreamers are you living your dream life actualize your possibilities with life coaching radio and your host deb stetzer if you're feeling stuck in a rut deb is here to help you turn your dreams into a reality life coaching radio dream it live it be it to learn more about deb visit www.mylifecoach.us Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. What a great show this is with Dr. Dan Cohen joining me here today. Today's show, the use of technology to induce deep states of meditation and prayer. Now, as I mentioned before, if you want to find out more about Dr. Dan, about the many books he's written, and we'll talk a little bit about some of them later, go to the website tools2awaken.com, tools2awaken.com. Dr. Dan, thanks for joining me here today. Um, I know this is as much a part of your life's journey as it is just being here as a resident expert to talk about technology. But it's kind of interesting for me to think about, wow, 
you know, I know what you've created. Many people don't. But how did this de- evolve for you? You know, we we think of technology and people that are in the field of technology as about always being about technology. But that's not always the case. How did this evolve for you? Well, it, it was actually a very interesting story. Uh, I had always been on the lookout for technology, had been trying a bunch of things um, related to ways in which we could um, essentially modify brain waves and how the brain functions and can we can we use that in some way to deepen states of relaxation and meditation. And then one day I got a phone call from a friend who basically called me to meet and he said he had a question and I said, uh, well, you know, his name's Frank. And I said, Frank, I said, you know, I'm on the phone with you just to ask your question. <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 no. I, I have to do it in person. And I figured, all right, fine. He's only 10 minutes away. So he comes over, we meet. And, you know, we walk into a conference room in, in our offices and he kind of looks around as though he's paranoid. He's worried about something. And, and I said, well, come on, Frank, out with it. What, what's the problem here? He said, well, I, I went and I saw this guy and he had this sound and vibration technology and um, and I got on it and I said, well, yeah, so what happened? He goes, well, the next thing I knew, I was looking down on my body. Oh. And I said, well, what does that mean to you? And he goes, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, there, if I have a brain tumor or something's wrong. He says, I know you're a neurologist. You know, what is this? And I said, well, let's, let's look at it. I said, you said I was looking down on my body. I said, where were you? He goes, I was up at the ceiling. I said, but your body was laying down on this platform. He goes, yeah. He says, I was looking at it. And I said, well, I said, what you're describing is an out-of-body experience. And, you know, he, he this is a, a 50-year-old man at the time mm-hmm. who had never heard of that, that that was so far afield from any of his interests or experiences. And he goes, well, what is that? And I said, well, it's nothing to worry about. I said, it can happen to people. I said, it's really kind of curious. And so I had him describe the device he was laying on at the time and, um, you know, uh, he and I are based in Minnesota and he was down in, in uh, Georgia experiencing this. Uh, and so I said, I want the guy's name. I want to call him up and I want to go see him because this is something that's really uh, of interest to me. And so that was originally how I was introduced to uh, a device that was principally sound and vibration. And, and oh, by the way, just to just to make sure uh, I'm not misleading anybody. Um, sound and vibration alone will rarely produce an out-of-body experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very unusual. It's just that for some reason, with Frank, he would get on this technology and he would have out-of-body experiences, which, um, which to me was fascinating because uh, as a neurologist, you know, we're not taught anything about that. In fact, oh. we're we're. It's it, if you bring it up in medical circles, people look at you and say you're nuts. Yeah, exactly. But, That's but, when the neurologist but, sends you to the psychologist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but in truth, it's and this is really unfortunate because as I became a neurologist and I learned more, I realized, wait a minute, 
there's a whole group of patients that we take care of, people that have narcolepsy. Yeah. And there's, it's, a, it's a sleep disorder where people have sleep attacks and, and they have other things associated with it. But almost all people that have classic narcolepsy, and there's about 3 million of these people you know, on the planet today, they all have, um, almost all of them have out-of-body experiences. But the medical establishment simply is in denial about them. Um, because, you know, because they can't explain it because it, it actually, the problem is that means the I who was up in the ceiling is actually the mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody wants to believe that, no, the mind comes from the brain, but this would turn it around and say, no, I don't think so. Maybe the mind, you know, that which we truly are as spiritual beings uses the brain in order to interface with it to be here in life. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, one of the things that we like to do is think our mind is all it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, and, and I have to say too, that, you know, a lot of what we've gotten in the past uh, 10, 15 years in terms of the folks that have been out there, you know, have really been talking about mind science up until recently. Um, and, and people don't understand then Dr. Dan, then why, if I'm doing all the things that you're telling me I should do to manage, manipulate or motivate my mind, why am I still stuck, Dr. Dan? Well, the, the, the real problem is it's our conditioning. It's our beliefs. Um, it's our coping strategies. Most everybody on the planet operates through pretty dense egoic filters. And for instance, when Frank is out of body and when other people are out of body, they're not working through those filters anymore because those filters are resident in the brain. Okay. I mean, they literally are stored there just like your beliefs are stored there. I mean, I I would ask you, Pat, Mm-hmm. Would you define yourself as your beliefs? I have to is tell you, you, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I think I think we do. I mean, take this radio show for for an example, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do I believe about doing a radio show like this? You know, what was my belief thirteen years ago uh, when when you all of a sudden we're doing something called positive conscious talk? You know, what is my belief around that? What's my belief around creating a network around that? And so I, I want to say belief plays an interesting part, but it's not the whole thing for me, right? It's not and the so, whole yeah, thing. So, right. It's not the whole thing. But if I said to you, if I said to you, what are you truly? Mm. What are you really? Are you your beliefs or is there something underlying that? that you truly are? How would you answer that question? Well, I, I would say that is something underlying it. Okay. There's something okay. underlying so, it. And, and I, I can only say why. Because I have done some things in life, Dr. Dan, that go so counter to what I thought the belief was at the time. Um, okay. Without any explanation. Without being able to explain to friends and family. You know, there was no logic. There was no, there was nothing that I could write down on a piece of paper that folks would say to me, okay, yeah, we support you. We know why you're doing this. But don't you think you should really go get a real job? 
And my answer was, uh, actually, I'm not really thinking about it at all. I'm just like knowing something. And, you know, folks don't do well with that, Dr. Dan. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I know that I, I'm in the middle of that uh, push and pull as it feels sometimes. Well, I think, I think actually, I think you touched on something that addresses the question quite mm-hmm. nicely. And let, so let me ask you another question. Sure, sure. Would you rather think or would you rather know? I'd rather know. Okay. I'd All rather right. know. Well, right. And, and so is knowing a sense that is derived from thinking? I want to hold that thought to when we come back from break. Okay. <laughs> My answer to you would be my thinking has never really gotten me there. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Dr. Dan, uh, it, it, it's like the Frazier Ali fight. If you go back a few decades, right? That's what thinking and knowing feels like to me some days. I'm going to take a short break. Dr. Dan Cohen, what do you folks think? You know, are you thinking it? Are you knowing it? Uh, What's the relationship? And let me ask you this question. Can we have it all? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Dan Cohen right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. 
My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, As I said before, you can find a lot about Dan, a lot about his work, uh, definitely some incredible books. And he and I do a a little series together uh, in dialogue uh, about the ego and about the higher, higher self. So there's much more to come from the fun that he and I are going to have. But today's conversation for many of us uh, has been one of a challenge. You know, it has been one of uh, how do we, do we follow our mind? Do we follow our hearts, as some people say? And what is the dance that happens? Hence, Dr. Dan asking me a couple of questions that, uh, you know, I've really had to look out throughout my life. You know, clearly, mind, ego, and I can't wait till Dr. Dan talks about this, have clearly had their input. But for some reason, some reason, something happened to me when I turned 40. Something happened. I don't know if I had an out-of-body experience, but the way that I started to show up in the world was fundamentally different than the first 40. Now, what was that? I am not sure, but I'm sure Dr. Dan Cohen joining me here today will have something to say about it. I mean, how does it get any better than this? We're having so much fun here with this. No, I agree. And and when I look at the you know your example of first forty, second forty, yeah. Um, but that, I, I didn't realize you were eighty. Is that that true? Yeah, I I, I take vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but really, I mean, when when we when we look at you know um, finally maturing a little bit so that we don't feel so defensive mm-hmm. and we can be more like ourselves. Which is really, which is really what you're describing. It's how do I become more authentically what I am, and and that's why when you can let down the guard and say, hey, you know what? In truth, I could think from today until next year and not come up with a better answer as as compared to just relaxing, turning my brain off, and going into a nice state of meditation and then just coming up with the answer because then you just know. And, and I agree with you. I mean, my, my best insights don't come from thinking. They come by just popping into my mind as though somebody just literally put it there. And, and then I know something, or sometimes I've even had, you know, some really 
intricate visions that, again, clearly were not from thinking. They were, they were knowing and they were experiences. They were perceptions. I was receiving. And so I look at those kinds of things and I say, you know, this is not coming from the thinking brain, especially not the, not the through its egoic filters. They're really coming from the source of what I am. And I am then in receipt of these, which is why I was so interested in developing technology to help us get there more of the time, or at least be able to learn how to get there so we can get there whenever we want. You know, I have to say that, you know, because I, I have been part of the technology that we're talking about here today, which we're also going to introduce a little bit to our listeners. And then in a subsequent show, we're going to talk about it in detail. Uh, I want to tell you about a dilemma I'm having, Dr. Dan, and maybe you can help me resolve it. Um, you know, so much has happened since I started to use this very amazing gift that uh, you sent to the house, that, you know, this technology we're referring to today. And what started to happen with this is an expansive nature on what's possible. Now, I'm going to give you, that's a little tidbit. That's a soundbite, right? That doesn't mm-hmm. really explain it. But, you know, I want to just ask you about this because I think this is, you know, what happens to so many people. You know, out in the world, getting these ideas, getting these things that are happening, it seems like things are already done. Hence, our crowdfunding campaign, which we're putting together called Take Back Talk Radio. And we're now in just the initial stages of asking people, what will you donate uh, to our campaign that, you know, we could then give to people when they donate funds? You know, what perk, what gift would you give us? And so we went along our way, and I will tell you, here's what happened. I'm going to give it to you short. We started to ask people their advice here in the past couple of days. Now, we've already sent the letter out. And what I'm finding in myself is I'm starting to get advice back from people that say, did you know one uh, did you know that uh, the people that you're sending emails to, if you know them, you're probably going to get a dollar. The people you don't know, you're getting 20 cents. I mean, there's all of this information, which is alluding to the fact that, boy, whatever you think you know about this, it's not going to turn out the way you think it will. Now, my view of it isn't that at all. And so we get caught in the middle of this, wait a minute, I have a sense of knowing that none of that really matters to me. But yet, the question mark for us is, should it matter to me? See, it becomes almost an irreconcilable difference in how to operate in the world. And this is really, I think, in my case, just one example. I think every day people go through the same kind of thing, Dr. Dan where they have glimpses or moments of knowing that is in the face of a contradiction uh, that would tend to, it, it, that would leave many people to believe. Don't live your night, life. You're playing against the odds. You know, it's not going to turn out the way you want. Folks are not going to do this. It's not going to be that. And before we know it, I do, they do not have the technology that I'm using that you gave me. <laughs> They're doomed. Right. They're doomed. Right. Well, and I would equate this this um, um, knowing versus thinking mm-hmm. 
to <clears throat> to uh, a situation where chronic thinking is like chronic worrying. Oh. You know, when my mother was alive, she would worry about everything. She would watch CNN endlessly. And, and again, it was like superstitious worrying. If I worried about it yesterday and it didn't happen, then because I worried about it, it didn't happen. So I'm going to worry about it today so it won't happen tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> and and that's, why, that's why a lot of people worry on a chronic basis. Well, when you really know how things are going to turn out, all of a sudden life gets a lot easier and you find that you've got more time. And all of a sudden you're thinking less and then you start saying, oh, wait a minute, I better start thinking because I've got all this extra time and I've been trained to think. And so I equate for myself thinking to worrying because I'm good at thinking, or at least I thought I was good at thinking, but uh -huh. I found that by, by, by just knowing what to do, I've got more time. And then, oh, by the way, if that's, if that's what I have now, why can't I just exist in a state of being, which is far more pleasurable, especially as a result of our technology? Well, and the question is, why wouldn't we do that? You know, uh, and I'll give you a couple of reasons and then maybe you can shed some light on this. You know, the reason we don't is because we have to, uh, we have to step forth in the space of knowing, right? That has to do, I'm just saying for me, it has to do with something that cannot yet be realized, but yet something that's felt. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I say knowing, I know this is exactly what we're supposed to do. How do I know that? Where's my evidence? Where are my facts? Where's justification? I know it. You ever try to go to a bank and, uh, and, and say to the bank guy, you know, the bank uh, teller, a uh, man or woman, say to them, hey, by the way, I, I would love for you to lend me this money because I, I know that this is something we're creating that's epic. I know it. I just know it. Um, and they kind of look at you and they're all excited for you. And then they ask you for the documentation. So here's my question. How do we hold the faith? How do we, how do we stay in that place of knowing? Despite, it's, uh, despite yeah. what may be showing up in the outside world. You know, that's where you have to be anchored in that strength of knowing that you have to really feel it. And so this is where your feeling nature comes in. And if you truly can feel that that's the case, then that provides you with the ability to wait it out and to see what develops. Uh, oftentimes we get a little ahead of ourselves and we want an immediacy of response or action and it doesn't happen that way. And sometimes the timing's not right, but yet if, if we are truly correct in our sense of knowing, then you got to have the faith to, to keep going. I, I, I know that, that that's happened to me in my life on a number of occasions where my most significant successes have, have really been born out of the, the need to have that patience and to wait it out. And, and really it's, it's just, over that time, there were lessons for me to learn that I learned and that I needed to, to further the exposure of what I was working on or whatever. What, but but it, all, it always 
helped in the process of moving things forward, but it it all stems from that inner sense of knowing because uh, thinking just doesn't get you there. No. Well, you know, I refer to the technology. Let's talk about it for a little. And as a matter of fact, we'll just skip the break because uh, I want to at least talk, talk to folks about what we're talking about. Um, you know, since I have started to be part of uh, of what I like to call this this place where I can now engage in nothingness, as I like to call it. And what do I even mean by that? Well, there's very few moments in my life, as you can even imagine, as with yours, where my mind uh, goes to rest, right? Or I, I'm not thinking about, well, do I have to do a show here? Do I, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And yet yep. I find myself now in these past couple of months, just one idea after the other, not random though, not like... Not like an ink ink blot <laughs> picture, but mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Just kind of like that. Not like giant epiphanies, but just in my day, having puzzle right. pieces fit together. Does, does that right. maybe you can explain that? Right. But you're on the receiving end of that. In other mm-hmm. words you're quiet enough to receive those puzzle pieces and to see how they fit together as opposed to you struggling to create them. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. And, that, and that's what's so important. I mean, what we do with our technology is we've learned how to essentially put the brain to sleep mm. or nearly asleep, but at the same time retain awareness so that you can be on the receiving end of that flow of knowing, that flow of information that's always there, but you've been too busy with your thinking mind to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for folks um, that are listening to the show, I, I want to make sure that you can go take a look at what we're talking about if you go to tools to awaken.com and you know, you can click on the technology button once you get there and you can really look at what we're referring to here. Uh, and you know what, what I think for most of you is, you, you know, the technology comes or it came to me in the form of this amazing chair. And we actually refer to it as the chair around here. And, uh, and of course, Dr. Dan, you know, it actually has a, a name that has to do with body and sound. But I will tell you this. I can get in it uh, in the chair and the vibration of the music that comes through the chair. And maybe you can explain this a little bit. It, it's not just something that happens to me and or is happening with me. But I will tell you that my mind, I don't know how to explain it. It goes blank, so to speak. And I remember you asked me what my experience was the first time. And first time I used the chair, I didn't have, I, there was nothing I was going to tell you because there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And that, right. that happens for a lot of people. It's for, sometimes it's, for some people, it takes a few times. But essentially, the sound and the vibration 
are done in a way to essentially lull the mind or the brain to sleep. And, and, mm-hmm. and actually, that's the instruction. We, we, we tell people when they get in the chair, look, we want you to fall asleep. And allow the technology to wake you up and exist in this state where you're drifty and allow everything to go to sleep. But focus, when you, when you realize you're thinking again, focus on the body and feel. Just feel the body. And so what we do is we quickly teach people how to get out of their heads, out of their brain, out of their egoic mind, into their body. The other thing we do is, and this took us 15 years to learn how to do, we learned actually how to stimulate the human energy system, you know, what we truly are. That, that thing that we described earlier, Frank going out of body, well, that aspect that is out of body, we've learned how to stimulate and how to make present in a much greater way in the body. And that is what we truly are. And by the way, that is what knows. <laughs> so when, when you see the puzzle pieces starting to come in and fit together, it's because that has those puzzle pieces. And now your egoic awareness starts to recognize what that is because you've allowed that to integrate better. So this tool, this technology is all about manifesting what we truly are throughout the body, integrating that into what we thought we were before, which was brain, ego, you know, whatever. And, and so now the whole unit can start to work together mm-hmm. better. Yeah. You know, Dr. Dan, I will tell you that, you, that, that this is really something that is very hard to describe. If you were to sit and, and ask people, what was it like? What was it like? Um, it really does not uh, do, doesn't really speak to the true amazement that happens in using this technology for me. You know, it goes even beyond a state of peace. I mean, that's not something that that happens. But there is this energizing feeling of possibilities, and I it's not like. I will spend time in the chair and, and I just don't ever want to get out of it. That that's, you know, for me, that's what happens. It's a relaxing time for me. Um, but what starts to take on shape is how easy the rest of the day is or how easy that that project is. And I wonder if you could talk to that for a little bit, because we don't really talk about the fact that life could get easier with using a tool like this. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was alluding to earlier when I, I spoke about getting out of the thinking mode because that's what makes life difficult. You know, it, it's all this thinking that generally is rarely productive. And instead, when you've used the chair, let's say in the morning, and, and I use it every morning, the rest of my day goes much better because... I'm in a state of being, not thinking. And so I'm in a state of receiving, and, and everything is different at that point. Mm. Because thinking for me, you know, I learned from my mother, thinking leads to worrying. And getting out of my head in this way and feeling and being leads to peace and tranquility, receiving. And then, then ideas come in, and then I act on them. And all of a sudden, 
life is so much simpler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this is really part of what, you know, what I, I have been experiencing. Not to mention, Dr. Dan, that uh, I'm now visited on a regular occasion by a black cat in the neighborhood. Um, mm. a, a, no, I'm not kidding, right? You know, because I have this in a place where I have a, a very, very large uh, sliding glass door, you know, close to 10 feet. And uh, lo and behold, when I get up, there's this black cat outside the glass door and <laughs> just sitting there. Right. And I thought to myself, okay, first time must be a coincidence. But there is a vibration that apparently um, animals like like cats, maybe even dogs are relating to at some level. Yet it seems so difficult for us sometimes as human beings to surrender to to the process. What's your suggestion for that? Well, I, I can tell you that you you just see in the beginning stages. I mean, we yeah. we've been doing this in groups for um, eighteen years, mm-hmm. and um, and and I have um, a number of chairs in my lower level, and and so we have a group every morning, and and some and I have a lot of visitors who come in, you know, to try it out at different times throughout the day, and people walk in, particularly people that are more sensitive. They walk in and they go, oh, my God, the energy in this room is like something I've I've never experienced before. This is crazy how much energy there is. And people that are really sensitive and can see, you know, uh, spiritual beings, it's like it's like an auditorium down there. So so it really attracts um, and and not bad spirits. I mean, it Mm -hmm. really attracts, you know, um, the life on the other side, because as you use this more and more and become what you truly are, mm-hmm. your spiritual capabilities expand. And, you know, you, you will start, you may start, I should say, to perceive these things as well. Wow. Just like the cat, just like the black cat. Exactly. I mean, and, you know, for me, uh, it is really a state of peace because what's so uncomfortable for somebody like me, Dr. Dan, is uh, having that chaos go on in my mind, you know, having that, you know, constant, whatever that is, I don't get it that often, but when I go there, I can worry with the best of them. And it is, you know, it's like, like a very dear friend of mine said to me once, boy, when you go down, you really go down. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. But what stops is my creativity. And we started the show talking about knowing and talking about technology. And isn't it interesting, you know, as we're wrapping this up, we're really talking about living a life that has ease and grace in the forefront because of the level of knowing it affords us through this technology. And I think that's such a blessing. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I I mean, you know, we're going to spend much more time talking about, you know, what the technology is and and uh, and and how how does it work? Meaning from our point of view or from my point of view in just a short time for me that I've gotten to experience it, it has been um it has been fascinating as to 
what we are now creating with our own technology. So it's interesting, technology to help become creative uh, in an arena that we know little about. You know, this is really the surprise for, for me. It's that we're not limited to what we think we know about how to be in the outer world. Would you say that people get those insights uh, from the chair, from technology, to help them reach new levels of their life? Yes, I, I, I strongly believe, based on my experience and what I've witnessed with many others, is that this technology really facilitates you becoming more of what you truly are. You know, integrating that into, you know, your physical body and interfacing that with your brain, you know, at a, at a better level. It's really, it's, it's pulling more of your spiritual self into this life and allowing that to be. And with that um, configuration of how you are in that mode, you are much more creative. You are much more in a receptive mode. And therefore, you do have greater, you know, grace in life and greater ability to, you know, essentially be that much closer to the divine. Mm. Wow. There's so much for Dr. Dan and I to talk about, and we promise to do much more of this as we move forward. Uh, One last question, uh, uh, Dr. Dan, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? I I would like to say that if, if we could switch from less thinking to more feeling and really direct that sentiment towards the whole body and if we could live more like that we would all be so much happier Mm. wow thank you dr dan cohen and um for many of you out there i want to make sure that you know if you go to the website there's lots of information here uh go to the website tools t-o-o-l-s two toawaken.com tools to awaken.com and make sure that you go ahead and check out the amazing books that dr dan has written as well find out about the chair and uh in future shows we're going to tell you exactly how these chairs are used you know who's using them and why they are helping so many of us open up our chakra system and the energetic structure in our bodies our feelings in a safe and amazing way and more to come from my story and use of the chair. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you, Pat. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the show.